You're this the Prince of the Nightlife, DJ Melly Mel. Now tuned in to the biggest Chanel Simone, April B, Fluhead, Gruhead podcast. Are you dumb? NYC the ATL. Yeah, Brooklyn, what's what up? up? What's up? Shit what's me? up? What's up? What's going on? Y'all know what it is. It is your girl April B. And your girl Chanel Simone. And this is the Flu Hair Grew Hair Podcast where, where worlds collide no matter where you reside. reside. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Y'all, listen, we're super excited, super, super excited because we have a legend in the building. And I just said that to him and he was like, what? But yes, you are a legend in this game. Um, We have manager, ex-A&R, executive, owner, philanthropist, (laughs) Q-Dog. Cortez Bryant in the building, a.k.a. Tez. Yes, I'm here. Oh, you can't hear, but we got you. Yeah, I'm here. There you go. We give you a little extra. So thank you so much for joining us. Like, I know we stalked you a little bit. (laughs) Nah, we just ran. It's so crazy how life works. We just ran into you at a couple of places and it just went where it went. Yeah. Not like friends. Look, the first time I read to him, I was drunk. I don't remember the first. No, uh, the Chanel, tell your story. I don't remember the first time. <laughs> right, and he said it too. Rock so my steady. Friend, my friend was like, yeah. Chanel, do not come on. Like he with his people, chill. You know, people could be in your face. Yeah. I'm like, come on, this is Ted. Like, come on, I gotta say something. <laughs> so I said, so I said, yo, I um, I forgot what the program was called, but we know you do a lot with the music. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like reaching out to people, things like that. I was like, yo, I took some type of class with you. I don't know. Th- th- I just want to say I love you. He said it straight to me. You know what? I'm not gonna remember this, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. He's so honest. Listen, yeah, honest. but he wasn't. He he looked at I'm me honest? like, and his, you could tell his homeboy was like, "Oh, here we go. Somebody recognize him." <laughs> and he looked at me. He was like, "All right, thank you. give me a little pat right here." <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And that not was the it. pat. That, that was not the drunk pat. Keep your head up. <laughs> I know. I'm always going to be a nice guy, but I'm always going to keep it 100, too, no yeah. matter what. Sober, drunk, it don't matter. I always keep it 100. So right. I'm going to tell her, listen, I'm enjoying this conversation. Exactly. Do you get that, oh, like, somebody recognized me? Look, Because you one of them, I'm not going to say hidden gems, but you know people be like, wait, I know no, you. Yeah. But, and first of all, it's the glasses, your signature, of yeah. course. So when he they really see the glasses, glasses it's y'all. like... I know him. Do you get that? Uh, I, I get. I, I get. Uh, people be like, like, damn. Yeah. I, know him, but I don't know where I know, know him. him yeah. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like in my city, like in New Orleans, and uh, you know what I'm saying. People, you know, people recognize me there, but not really. I don't get it a lot. But but I do get a lot of but I do get a lot of I know this nigga from somewhere, <laughs> but I just cannot put my finger on and you, it. And that's what you hear. A huh? lot. That's what you I just hear. see him, and then I be gone by time. <laughs> I was just about to say, why, do you do why the they trying to make up their mind? I be like, because you could use like, or, or they'll come up and be like, I know you from somewhere, and I be like, I'm Tess. And like, the name still ain't ringing the bell, yeah. <laughs> I'm like from I'm from New Orleans, like be like, and, and you know what? He's not gonna like, go down like, the yeah, line. Yeah, he's not like, gonna be like, I'm like, manager. Somebody, yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just Tez. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I'd be mad yeah. as hell. Do like, still, do they still ask for a random picture? Like, just in case. I don't get that. I'm not a celebrity. I don't get nothing like that. Y'all better recognize who y'all I do see. Not get that. I told you, my we, friend talking about Chanel. No, I'm like, no, I'm finna go up to him. I do not get that. I really don't. I don't well, you about that to get dog. it today. No. Then, <laughs> I don't get that far. Another quick story. All. When we went to the air movie, oh, we yeah. in the line for popcorn. I just turned around. I was like, April, 
<laughs> she like turn around. It's Cortez, bro. I'm like, it oh snap! It I, is him. I left the office. I was right on. Right. We had the conversation. I was like, should we say something? I was like, tell you something. I saw. You, I saw you um somewhere with a rock steady. Already, he already knew. He already knew. No, he, no. He said you said rock steady. He and he no. was like. Was I drunk? <laughs> <laughs> right. That must be your spot. That is my spot. Thursday nights. Okay. Uh, oh, you be there Thursdays. DJ, uh, DJ Supreme. 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 Shout, Shout out to Supreme. DJ Supreme. Pre- yes. Supreme, like, like, Look at that. We know, we know Supreme, too. Yeah, Mixed Master David here. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know when come. the episode going to air, but he just <laughs> left here just now. Right. But him and Supreme are my favorite DJs in Atlanta. And like, we know Supreme, and we too. Love, Shout out to Supreme. We love yeah, Supreme. Yeah, yeah. Supreme. Shout out to Jacob. Yeah. yeah. He be showing yeah. love every time we come. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so before we get into the check-in and we discuss, like, where you grew and where you flew, okay. we're going to play a little icebreaker for All right. you. So, well, listen, and if that, once you finish that, we got some other stuff here for you. Oh. Shout out to our sponsor, oh, wow. Bame Vodka. In the building. Bame. It's a black owned vodka. All right. Oh, shout out to black owned vodka. Yes. <laughs> yeah. India, make sure you yes. Shout yes. Out. Yes. The black owned vodka. Yes. Bye. You know, we try to, you know, yes. we try to keep it all in the family. Keep it in the you family. know, shout out to him. So yeah. we're gonna play the battle of the clients, specifically Tez's clients. Oh, so, I see not y'all see how y'all go. Why y'all gonna start off that much pressure? <laughs> listen, listen, it's not gonna be as much pressure as you think so pretty much we're gonna give you two clients and we're gonna let you talk about what's the similarities between the clients and why you manage them but also what are the differences in the clients that make them as big of artists today that you feel oh shit mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so you want me Past to start present or it's both. gonna be both it's okay. gonna be both right. shout okay. out to all of them because we love them all but okay. all right all right so we're gonna start with Duke Deuce. Okay. And Trippy Red. Okay. All right. Um, so um we work with both work with I mean it's gonna apply to probably all the clients, but I think that um the motto for uh, our management company is we don't build artists, we build brands, right? So mm-hmm. we have to see something that's very unique mm-hmm. and different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of people that's talented that could put words together. You know, so it's a lot of people that's talented out here, uh, but you have to have something that stand out and mm-hmm. resonate, right? So with um, with Duke, you know, Duke was doing a style of music that I always loved. I remember from being in college listening to Lil Jon and Eastside Boys, you know, with crunk music and kind of Waka kind of came era after that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and he was making that type of music, you know what I'm saying, with, yeah. with, with the crunk music. So I always look at artists when, you know, when we decide to work with him, it's like what separates them from the pack? So Duke right. was that crunk. Trippy had had a wave. Like Trippy was like, remind me a lot of Wayne. Mm. You know, like Trippy gave me a lot of Wayne vibes, but he had a little bit, you know, he had the um, – he had a when I, when I when we was working with him, you know, he had a, he had built his foundation, his grounding, you know, and I think that's what kind of reson like drew me to work and wanting to work with Trippy because okay. I saw so much of Wayne in him. He was so talented, so dope, and I think that he has he has shit in his bag 
that is this like RPG and curse? You can yeah. curse. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so Trippy got shit in his bag that I don't think everybody knows. Like he 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 do a lot of melodic music, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what you know. That's what Face Forward what he got popular for. But his 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 bars, his skills, you know, he was playing me stuff that I'm like, yo, Th- yeah, this need to be you, heard, this this need to be out. Like mm-hmm. you need to hear this, you know, so. So that was the difference between both of them. Both of them amazing artists. Okay. All right. T.I. and Lil Wayne. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if you feel like you're getting stumped, here's some Bombay vodka. You just sip on that. No, no. It's all good. <laughs> Tip is both of them are one of a kind yeah. superstars, mm-hmm. so. right? One of a kind superstar. When I say so different, um, Tip Man, Tip is the the epitome of of Southern the lingo, the Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like he represents that to the fullest. Like he breeds star. Like his personality, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying his his personality is like penetrating. You know, anybody get in the room and or get to know Tip as a person would grow to love Tip. Mm. And some of that, that's like superstar qualities. You know, music is only one part of being a star. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other things, things. that kind of make up. Different artists are different things, but you know, Tip's personality mm-hmm. as a person and his, you know, his lingo, his draw, you know, you go automatically draw to him. I think that's why he's so, so successful outside of his lyrical skills and him as an artist. He's just a great person and his personality kind of sticks out. Wayne's my best friend, so I couldn't help but. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it started. Right. But nah, but real talk though, you know. With Wayne, we've been knowing since since we met when he was eleven years old. You know his passion, and him as an artist. You know he was the only one rapping in this magnet school that we went to. You know, like literally, rapping one popular back then. It's nineteen ninety five, ninety four, ninety five. People weren't rapping in New Orleans like that. Just it wasn't as popular in like high school and things like right. it is like it is now. But he knew what he wanted to do from that point. And from the minute, you know, from his very first raps about fast food, I can remember some of his very first raps he spit for me, you know, I was blown away about how he could, what he could do with words he could put together. So I know he was always destined mm-hmm. to be that. And I always believed that because he showed that to me years before, years before we worked together, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But also years before he even got his breaking popped off, like, you know, he he I understood that there was a purpose for him in his life and it was to do that, you know, and I understood it and it was it, it was easy for me because he believed in me before mm. I even knew what he was going to do. So it was just up to me to help him and be by his side to, you know, build all the things that we built. Awesome. You, you, I'm, when people be taking it back to it, I've been knowing him since we was 11. I'm like, dang. Yeah, long ass time. We right. old. I'm old now. Shit. <laughs> right. Y'all really was in the gym. Jim, they, like, he was really up. shooting with him in the right. gym, right? Yes, yes. All right, let's talk about Erica Banks mm-hmm. and Dare Silas. Silas. Dare Silas. Dare Silas. Erica Banks, who we, um, that was kind of brief. That was on some, um, we was helping Carl Crawford. Okay. Shout out to fifteen oh one. Fifteen oh one, right? Uh, and my partner dealt with Erica the most, but we was just helping Carl as he was just trying to grow his label, right. helping him out in the business. You know, being like the a voice 
and executing. I didn't really work personally. I didn't work with us. Like, I, Tez is me, mm-hmm. but I like to tell people because I have the Instagram followers and mm-hmm. stuff, but Blueprint Group is my Blueprint company. company. Okay. G. Robeson, G. Nelson. Shout out to them. Shout out to Brian them. Brian Calhoun, mm-hmm. uh, Al Branch, uh, Sean G. So it's like a new, it's like a, a crew of us, mm-hmm. you know, that's been together for, shit, 15 plus years that's wow. been working together. And some of us have different people we work with, with underneath the umbrella. But my partner, G., he was he he's he locked in with Carl um, to help him like it is especially I think it was past the Megan deal it was just that situation just to help him understand the music business yeah because he comes him, from the baseball world and support so. him any way he can now their Silas um, he's from Jackson Mississippi Jackson is like a second home to me mm-hmm. okay you know uh, uh, from New Orleans but I went, went to, to Jackson, Jackson State, State University yes so you know he was just dope and different one of those things like definitely different for us Mississippi and the South you know mm-hmm. he was very was stuck out from Silas he was very animated you know he was animated he had the um, what's the song I ain't stressing the, the day. Mm-hmm. I ain't stressing the day. So, you know, but his, you know, his, his, he bring his personality to right. his music and he was very animated. So I knew that that's something that could have separated him mm-hmm. apart and established his career. Okay. Okay. All right. Look at y'all. All right. Boy, y'all got me goddamn running. Okay. This is what we, we do. Listen, groove. Tell them again, Shanet. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, last group of people. Okay. Um, and so, we brought these two people because, for one, one is a mega star. We know this one is stepping into her stardom um, and making her rounds and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and you see a lot of similarities in them, but we all know whatever, but we're not here for that. So Nicki Minaj and Lotto. Nicki Minaj and Lotto. Um, well, a lot of uh, Nicki Minaj, <laughs> um, man, lyricists, mm. um, Understood her brand. I think when we went to when Wayne and I went to sign her to Young Monday, this is before we managed her. You know, we I, I tell you about this. You know how to, how you separate yourself apart. So it was at a time when there wasn't really any real female rappers representing the game. Like Eve mm-hmm. and Kim was uh, acting, and Foxy I think had lost her voice during the time. Mm-hmm. So Nikki had a wide open lane. So we saw there as opportunity for the young money side of things, for the young money business side of things to sign her. But the first thing we saw, I can never forget, um, shout out Fendi. He had these um, come up DVDs mm-hmm. up right. in the city. Y'all from New York. No, yeah, we know the come up DVD. Uh, I remember watching right. that documentary. They said we purposely put, put that her yeah. yeah. He did that. He, it was the Wayne. It was yeah. Wayne was on the cover. Right. Uh-huh. And he purposely put Nikki right, right behind the church. Yeah. <laughs> so so literally when um yeah so when we she watched that she was spitting like spitting like mm-hmm. a, like a like a like she, like she does and like she's done go hard and hard with guys so her pen was something that you know we you know we saw that as being 
great. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Outside of all the other things and building her brand with the barbs and everything else she's done, you know, she's definitely going to go down in history as one of the greatest to ever do it. Period. You know? Period. But Period. what stuck out early on for us signing her on the Young Money side was, you know, it was a wide open lane. But then we saw that she was spinning just as as hard as any any male rapper that was out there. So she's going to go down as one of the best rappers, period, mm. male or female, and uh, hands down. And Lotto, I think that's kind of what resonated in, in the era where a lot of females are making a lot of, you know, songs about, mm-hmm. you know, party songs mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, uh, things of that nature. Um, Lotto is also one, com- in comparison to Nicki, that was been rapping for a very long, long time. time. Mm-hmm. You know, paid paid her dues and worked her way up. Nikki was, you know, Nikki had did some things before she popped off. She yeah, didn't pop off early career. She really put right. in work mm-hmm. before her break came. Mm-hmm. And Lotto resonated with the same thing. And then, and the thing that compared them the most is both of them were about their pin pin games. So mm, they're right. both they're both rapper rappers. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, I love all music. I love all types of music. Yeah. But it was different. She was making different types of music than probably the normal lotto speaking of than every other woman that's probably making to this day. So that's probably what, you know, definitely what she's you know, what she was seeking to separate is trying to seek to separate herself as as, you know, like she's been doing this and she's been writing and 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 putting in the work to get to where she's gotten to. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. He, Give it up for Tay. He survived. He survived. I don't watch I'm going to take a, a shot for that. I don't want you on a couple podcasts talking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Shout out to them, whatever. But <laughs> now, this right here. How he broke down each and every one of the I never got the questions like I got did here. Like, nope. yes. And we just Hold on, y'all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're in just. I don't even speak my truth. Y'all asking the right question. Hey, got shout you. out. Shout out to our producer. Yeah, shout out to our producer. <laughs> yeah, don't have no baby in here right now. <laughs> so I'm going to pass the fuck out. This interview going to be over. I'm like, no, wait. They you equal- just in the Put it back in. Close yes. your leg. Close yes. your leg, sis. But- producer over there pregnant in this. <laughs> no. I swear, she had this baby on screen. So- <laughs> No, and I'm out. I'm like, like call Vaughn downstairs. Yeah, he's tell him to watch, watch the your camera. Right. right, come on. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> All right, so Tez, um, part of Flu Here Grew Here um, is about us talking about where we're from and how that shaped us and, and wherever we landed and how that helped grow us, um, whether it's our artistry, our business, whatever. So tell us where you're originally from, how that helped you grow in your life. And, you know, I know you've been all over, but landing in places like Atlanta or even Mississippi and stuff, how has that helped you grow in your life as well? Man, uh, so I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, born and raised. Shout out Fifth War, New Orleans East. Oh, I heard uh, the accent a little bit there. That's all I was doing. Because I was waiting for the the accent. I, I lost my accent a long time <laughs> but ago. But it was I there think. when you said shout out Fifth Ward. And the, okay, it, you sound you know, like Manny Fresh. We, I hear it. Yeah. So, listen, I think everybody from the city, from the city of New Orleans, would say, you know, if you could survive in New Orleans, you could probably survive anywhere based off of how I grew up, mm. you know. Um, you know, and it, it New Orleans teaches you. 
gives you a hustle mentality in a way, you know, survival based off how I came up. And, you know, you see so much. It's, it's shit I saw growing up that, you know. Shouldn't even see. Yeah, I probably shouldn't mm-hmm. even see it and thought it was, it was normalized. Mm-hmm. But, but it also imp, uh, uh, built a foundation of, mm-hmm. of being able to survive anywhere I go by being from the city and seeing things, knowing how to move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Knowing how to move, knowing how to deal with different type situations. You know what I'm saying? So that was the, the growing up in my environment. But my high school, on, on, the, on, the, on the flip side of that coin, was very instrumental. McMain, shout out McMain. Yes. Um, it's where Mac... Uh, I said Mac. Mac Main went there to Wayne. Yeah. That mm-hmm. way I met Wayne. Um, I said on Ray Dan's pod, Currency was there. Like all of us was there mm-hmm. at this high school, but this was a magnet school, right? So the special thing about that school was, even though I was living in the hood and growing up in the hood, right? That school was probably one of the best public schools in the city, but they brought people that kind of looked like me. Mm hmm. That, that got out, had my same environment, got out. So I was able to see something, you know what I'm saying? Because normally, you know, for most people that grow up in the hood, you know, we idolize the people that's getting money and mm-hmm. making it out the hood, using the drug dealers and so on and so forth, you know, um, with the stereotypes. And we don't get to see a lot of examples and get exposed to a lot of examples of, you know, how we can make it out right. or... or you 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 know we don't have a lot of those role models um, when you come up in situations how I came up, but that school McMain brought around people that looked like me that gave me the uh, inspiration to understand that oh shit if I hustle these books, mm-hmm. I could get out I could do something else you know what I'm saying I could do this and I could and my environment is not doesn't have to be you know the end all. Be all. be all, be all, right? You don't have and to be a product to, of that. I don't have to be a product of that. So, shout out to McMain. You know, those are probably the two pillars. You know, the survival from just growing up in the city and my high school literally gave me the the exposure mm-hmm. and the inspiration to understand that I could be bigger and my wings could spread more than just you know wow. normal things in the city. Wow! 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 Amazing! Shout out so to that's, McMain. That's the city. Mm-hmm. And and every place that I went to, when you're talking about uh, flu there, you know, Jackson State was very important. Mississippi was very important because it was probably the first place I've ever been outside of right. the city mm-hmm. of New Orleans, right? You know, so I uh, that college campus at Jackson State, I was able to meet people from different cultures, different places. I was in a marching band at Sonic Boom and South, South Out Jackson State. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, you know, and I learned a lot of principles of discipline and working mm-hmm. together. It was, a, it, was, it was just a lot of fundamental principles. And going to an HBCU, right, the first thing I think, you know, which all of them have been in common is you understand why HBCUs came about. You understand that, mm-hmm. you know, these universities came when there was no place for black people to be educated. So it was ancestors that, that um, sacrificed themselves to make it possible that you have these places to learn. So when you first get there, you have a sense of responsibility. Like, right. you know, you know, you're you're stepping in somebody's shoes who paved yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. So when I first got there, 
it all it drove that inspiration and gave me a sense of purpose. But everything I learned there, like I didn't know, like when Wayne asked me to be his manager, there was no I wasn't in a music business degree program. That didn't oh. exist, right? I didn't know anything. I was a mass comm major. So shout out to the makeup major. Yes. <laughs> so I had to literally, you know, right, take figure it out. all mm -hmm. those skills, all those life skills I learned mm -hmm. in the city, all those life skills I learned in uh in the band, mm -hmm. on the yard, meeting people, and, and put them into literally building Young Money and my company and everything I had. So that's why I, I always have a, a dear place in my heart to Jackson, Mississippi. Home is going to be home. That's the ori originator. And everywhere else that I've been has probably been because of work, and each one of those cities has shape my work career mm -hmm. in a great way and been pivotal you know what i'm saying la right. it opened up the mm -hmm. music business is mostly mm -hmm. in la and new york at it, still shit to this day yeah mm -hmm. so la was great because it expanded you know it allowed me to do things miami was great because all the wave was in miami at the time mm -hmm. atlanta has been incredible and i think this probably will be my last stop just because so much opportunity for people that look like us and yes since right. this this city here has a sense of unity that I have, and uh, there's still fake love everywhere. Around. Of course, yeah, for sure. Right, and there's a lot of people that's fake in this entertainment world. Absolutely, but Atlanta literally gives a spirit of working together here more than any other place mm -hmm. that I've been. You know, people have you run into the club, yeah, right. come and support podcasts and try to help people and pop people off. You Absolutely. Know what I'm so, so the spirit of working together here. Just seeing, you know, I could go in the, I mean, just at the at its core, I go in the bank and you know, any other city, I don't see bank managers <laughs> that's black. Right. You know what I'm saying? At every level, yes. you, see, uh, you, no, for you real. see people in places here that you mm. could go to any other city. You're not going to see representation exactly. like it is here. So that, that alone is inspiring, man. I'm just trying to do my part to uh, uh, push the culture, come forward. to this city. Mm -hmm. And 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 you know keep the culture going and mm -hmm. and and pay it for with everything I've learned to pour into the next young black executives or people who want to do what I do. Right, I have to ask you this question because I'm an HBCU graduate myself. Shout out to Albany State University. Albany State, hey, okay. You already know. So with, from, coming from New Orleans and you yeah. went to Jackson, yeah. like, were you ready to go? Because you know all. All HBCUs, especially you went to HB, uh, you went to school Mississippi. a while ago, right? In yeah, Mississippi, Mississippi. Yes, so yes. I know you know now they you know they looking better now. Yeah. But back then, were you like? Oh yeah, uh -uh. totally different. So totally were you like, no, I'm about to go. Like, what is this? This ain't New Orleans. Were you homesick? Now, I wanted to go because that high school trained me in you know that high school literally trained me. It was college prep, so I knew I wanted to go to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't originally going to Jackson State. I was going to Southern University. And, oh, and, Southern? And don't, I don't even say that too loud. Definitely oh, <laughs> <sorry. It's> <laughs> our rival. I made the right choice. You made, right? He was on track, y'all. made the right choice. <laughs> right, right, But right. there wasn't a lot of housing. And so there wasn't no housing. And my, I couldn't, my mom couldn't afford it. Like, have an apartment, apartment off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't afford that. So Jackson State, the band director, also offered me a scholarship there. Ooh, I only, oh, I only had seen them, like, one time. I had never... Like they came like my junior year to this battle of bands in New Orleans. I had never seen it before. Them before didn't know nothing about it, so mm -hmm. I didn't have no friends. So I went there literally off the strength that wow, okay, uh, I had a scholarship and, and I'm here. Money, <laughs> right. Let me go. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but it was the best decision I made in my right. life. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Shout out, Shout out to the makeup major. I was a mass Shout communication major too. Yes. So look, full circle moment. Look, my mass con department, my partner Demarco Morgan. He like the anchor. Of Good morning, America. Mass con Jackson State. State. Got some popping <laughs> folks. Look, he I about to name talk. A, I can name a whole lot, but I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> we got some. Listen, we got some people that came out that doing great things, especially right. in the mass com- communication world. Exactly. So my next question is, do you ever see yourself as a professor? I'm a professor now. Ooh. Yeah. You have yes. a school, right? Are you at Jackson State? Yeah, Jackson you State. have a course. I've been teaching okay. since mm-hmm. uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been teaching. I'm teaching a class called Careers in Music. But the ultimate goal, which is going to start this fall, it's going to be a two-year music business certificate program. Oh, wow. To teach, yes. So it was shocking to me that um, in this in this big 2023. <laughs> at this big age. <laughs> it was. This is a couple years ago, but it was just shocking to me that we have 100 HBCUs and, you know, hip-hop is the largest genre in the world, mm-hmm. right? And we don't have, we had like five schools with real music business Class. programs. Mm-hmm. So we're not teaching, we're not building out. Everybody want to be artists. You're building executive and right. We're A&Rs. not building the next executive to control our culture. Mm-hmm. Like to know what was going on because the music business is a business. Yes, right. it, is. it is. You know what I'm saying? A lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of artists come into this, you know, because we are the, the talent. And they come into ignorant of the music business side and get burnt a lot. Mm-hmm. And we're not teaching in our own institutions and creating the next Cortez. Right. Yeah. I was saying that it's Brian. Yeah. Exactly. So that's my goal. So I'm going to build it at Jackson State. You know what I'm saying? The place is a two year certificate program. I'm going to build a record company on campus. Mm. So they're really working the jobs in real exactly. time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Record label on campus. And I plan on. And my plan is to uh, license that to other HBCUs. That's I'm build dope. Build it out and then bring it to other HBCUs. No, definitely bring so that's it. Look, purpose. That's bring it to Albany State because we have a music and um, create an online program. Right. Because I'm going I, back. So because I, I'm going look, back. My, my, I, my schedule doesn't allow me to attend, but I would definitely do it online. My like, class is online. Actually. Oh, well, then so, I need to. And, and, and it was out. It was open to like my class is crazy. And it was open to other uh, people outside of Jackson State. You know, I made sure that I asked the dean, who has been very supportive, and a uh, president, excuse mm-hmm. me, for those things, because I'm thinking about, I'm trying to expose this to everybody. That's my purpose right now. Music is cool. You know, my mm-hmm. purpose right now was giving back and doing these type of things. So I've been most excited about Right. So it's um, like Assemble Learning Platform. Assemble is the mm-hmm. same thing. Assemble is literally a peer-to-peer um, uh, platform where you could have a, uh, Zoom call with an expert mm-hmm. or ask them questions to get a video response. So I'm literally trying to um, bridge the gap with exposure. I believe that if black people were exposed to mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. I feel like we're the most talented people right. on this planet. Yes, right. absolutely. We just don't know because based off our education, how mm-hmm. we come up, we're not exposed and we don't get all the, the tools. Mm-hmm. If we had the tools, if we had somebody you know, to, to learn from us and, and assemble is, you know, uh, you know, the people, the experts that I'm on board and it's black and brown people. I said in that high school in McMain, you know, I saw people that look like me. 
Yeah. Right, right. Yes. So I want people to look like me. It's not a, even about the music business. See, a symbol is like more broad. So mm-hmm. it could be, you know, it could be the, 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 the million dollar man with the landscaping business or, you know, because if I dope. wouldn't know if I was cutting grass at $25 uh, uh, a yard or $10 a yard back then, that there's a business model where mm-hmm. I can have a landscaping company because this landscaping company get contracts getting millions, big millions, millions of dollars. Right. But we're not exposed to understand how no. we can be hustling, cutting, cut, washing cars and cutting grass and doing these side hustles or even cutting hair. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Doing hair and not learning how to be the entrepreneurs and being the bosses. So I right. want to create this platform to expose people on how to be the bosses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How do we how mm-hmm. do we become entrepreneurs in these spaces? So right. that's what that's what assemble's all about. I we never, love that. I never we said I was that. going back to school, but says you got to that's why I said make it a school though. That's what I'm saying. And that's the beautiful thing about assemble, right? right? You don't have to go back to school. You interested in something, just you send me like, your question. You like, hey, <laughs> I wanna learn. Oh, this person <laughs> is into beauty and hair care or whatever it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I want to learn about this. Like, uh, Angelie is mm. maybe coming on to t- talk about her wow. coffee business. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Even outside of this, I want you want to, like, you know, she could talk about her great career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but there, uh, in this space where she's open, open, she's open juice bars exactly. and all So I want you to talk about all these things so people will aspire, even if they're getting their coins in their regular day's jobs, mm-hmm. you know, they might be able to know something okay what can i do with my money because a lot a lot of my i got a lot of friends you know who came up with me mm-hmm. you know who invest with me in different things you know but the question you know but they come with questions like they come up on some money but don't know because they're not exposed mm-hmm. i get it because of what i do who i have access to people want to be cool with my artists mm-hmm. so they give me all the gems the gym. and all mm-hmm. the tools so i just got it i can't just keep this much to myself you think i'm about <laughs> yeah. to, be, I need to I need to put people on. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about because you speak about platforms, right? And you talk that you have a mass communications degree. Um, and when we hear mass communications, typically people are going into stuff like, like you said, like the Good Morning Americas, the mm-hmm. CNNs, and yes. stuff like that. Which you did have an opportunity to work for CNN, but you chose to go and be manager of Wayne. I did. What was Ooh, the deciding factor on you taking a chance, not even having any background in managing an artist, but you said, you know what? I'm going to manage Wayne. I'm going to let this opportunity with CNN go. It was all God. I can't lie. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everything in my practical head was like, you did all the things you've interned because Jackson State's mass comp department was sending around news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you did everything based off of interning at the news stations, at the public access station. You did everything you do to get to a point where you have this job and career. You know, in the world, you yes. like this is where you're, you're supposed, supposed to yeah, do. Exactly. But, you know, I prayed on it for real. Like, this is a real story. And and I got my message. You know, I didn't get my message like, yo, you about to be a music yeah. <laughs> You know, people be waiting right. for God to come nah. sit down on the, sit down by your bedside and be like, what up, Cortez? You about to be popping. Yeah. And it's going to be, it was, it was the word I got was protect. You have to be there to protect your friend. I didn't know wow. You know what I'm saying? Protect your best friend. So that's what I, that's the, that's the leap of faith that we took together. 
you know, and he saw it in me before I saw it in myself. You know, so I, that's why I'm indebted to Wayne for life. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know what I'm saying? So Wayne changed my life, changed my family's life, mm. you know, so I'm indebted to him for life. But like I said, he saw something in me before. That's the type of person he is. He's a very selfless person that, that gives a mm-hmm. whole lot. And, and you know, my job was just to protect him and be his, be that for him and, and help grow the business behind the scenes while – you know, while he was just a creative and rapping and doing what he did, what he loved to do. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, you know, as we go through our journey, like April and I, you know, we always say, you know, we're a duo, your two favorite Brooklyn patties. You know, we have a mission and a vision. And honestly, we, we say the story all the time, how God called us together. Mm-hmm. Right? And sometimes you really want God to have this. Um, 65 inch TV like this is how so you like you like Morgan like Freeman that. about to pop on the screen <laughs> and be like I heard hey. you yeah y'all right. need to get together yeah, yeah. And come and right and this is what it looks like here yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. With, with, with his <laughs> <laughs> throw that in there throw that in there yeah you know you never Look, know you, you never, never know, know. Right. but so, but seriously mm-hmm. taking that leap of faith you just never know where it should take you but obviously yeah. it worked out. And, well, and it's never, and mind you, I've f- f- facade wise, face front, it looks great, mm-hmm. but it's always challenging. Like, yeah, right. roadblocks is coming. I've been 19 years in this business, and I'm still dealing with you know, bumps in the road, roadblocks mm-hmm. that come, and still learning. You know, I'm still learning and still growing. So, you could be. The reason I'm saying this is you could get your calling and understand where your purpose lies, but it doesn't right. mean that it's going to be easy. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's not a promise that it's going to be easy. That's when, you know, I think that's when your faith gets tested the most. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's when those those trying times are going to come and what you're going to do when it happens because adversity is going to come no matter how successful that's you cool. are, no matter how much money you have. Right. You know, it's going to come. You got to see it through and you got to push through. I know, right? Let's give him a little little applause for that. Come on, Ted spitting facts, man. He's spitting facts. So we're going to dig deep more into you as a manager. Oh, shit. I thought we was deep just then. We got a couple more, right? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So as a manager, you know, crisis management is like, is a key skill. And I'm pretty sure you definitely. Y'all questions, boy. Y'all coming with it. Right. Hold on. First of all, welcome to Fluke Here, Go Here podcast. Where we don't play about our craft, okay? (laughs) We're professionals. Yeah, asking the questions. Right. So, you know, uh, uh, as a manager, manage. Um, crisis management is a key skill. So can you explain how you navigate deals and conflicts like centered around? So let's say like little Nas X with his sexuality. Is it, was that a big deal? And also how could you go about advising a client facing legal battles? So similar to like the whole YSL thing. Yeah. Well, that's a whole lot of things. Um, (laughs) Like it's so much you got to do. I don't don't think I, I, I wouldn't, Put Lil Nas X sexuality as a, a crisis as, management. As a crisis, yeah. as crisis okay. management. That's mm-hmm. just who he is. Understanding who you are, supporting the person as who you are. That's okay. just the beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's my personal beliefs, and I think of my team, everybody on okay. our team's personal belief that you know we are all about individuality and people being themselves. So mm-hmm. it's just about supporting them in that way. Okay. And understanding how to support them in that way. And as a manager, that's one thing you got to do. You got to ride with your clients. Absolutely. So, so, um, I think that, um, you know, that's how that crisis management uh, is, but is a good question because it's probably 
all managers doesn't have don't have the skills. the skill set to do that. And that. I tell everybody, I don't ever invite by scandal. Like my job, I'm like a Olivia, Olivia Pope. <laughs> That's literally my job. I like the male Olivia Pope. I, I, once I saw Scandal, I was like, oh, shit. This is, this is me. This is me in the music business. Literally. So, you know, and when the time comes, I can put it like this. Um, it's because it, it's, it's evolved, right? Mm-hmm. I, when I started, social media wasn't as prevalent. Mm-hmm. So with the, with the introduction to social media, the world is more closer information gets spreads more mm-hmm. and you get a lot of things, you know, you get a lot of things out there. You get fake news, you get real news, you go, right. you know, it's a, you, you're exposed to more since social mm-hmm. media is more prevalent. But, um, we have a couple philosophies when it comes to crises, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't panic. Okay. You know, I feel like, um, and people be, uh, understanding that, you know, the artists we've managed with Wayne or right. Kanye. We yeah. just put them two out there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Now, artists that we manage, you know, we you know, we, we, we don't panic. We understand who our artists are. Right. You know. And then we don't let public pressure allow us to panic. You mm. know, we don't address anything till we feel like it's a need to address. Because one thing about social media society is, is clickbait society. A story could be one thing today, right. and somebody so else going to be doing do something, something tomorrow, tomorrow, it'll be gone. And it's going to be over. So I don't usually address things unless, that's my first philosophy about crisis management. It's like, if it doesn't need to be addressed, I'm not going to address it. I'm going to let the news story go, and I'm a, behind closed doors, I'm going to tell my artists because it's them. Yeah. You know, it's not me. It's usually their names and their brands. Yeah. And I try to coach them, like, listen, this could go away. You know what I'm saying? We address it when we have to address it. Mm-hmm. But when we have to address it, it's just about strategy, understanding, you know, how to get in front of things. I like to make relationships with the shade rooms and You're the right. TMZs. Exactly. Have those people in my pocket. Cause yeah. Because if anything, I know, you know, I respect all those platforms and they're going to do what they got to do. They got to report what they got to report. But if I know something is coming beforehand, mm. I have time to prepare, prepare my clients and then, you know, have time to build out a strategy Gee. and plan. So, I'm glad he said that yeah. too. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, like artists, I mean, you didn't necessarily say that y'all pay these places, but you do have to build relationships yeah. with these blogs yeah. and stuff, especially because they do control the narrative of people and their brands and their, yes. you know, their music and all of that stuff. So yes. it's not a matter of like, oh, we want favoritism, but it is a matter of, because first of all, y'all only do it with them black brands. Y'all only do it with the black blogs and stuff. Y'all don't say nothing to them white blogs when they be doing it. And white people be making deals with their white pa- counterparts all the time. All the time. I'm just going to say it if we're going to be honest. So, okay. but. <laughs> Okay. You know, like, all right. So I think it's important to understand too, because even if you don't like the blogs, they do play a major role in people's career. Absolutely, right. absolutely. That's why I have to be. Listen, a lot of these blogs have a whole lot of following. Mm-hmm. So you know, like I said, you know, give me a chance to. If something's going on, I want to have a relationship with you. If you get some news, at least give me a chance. Right. Yeah. To give a statement mm-hmm. or or know what's going on, so I can at least tell you what's going on, and and I'm not gonna stop you. I don't try to stop them. A story from me and stop from reporting mm-hmm. things. I understand how they make their bread and butter, how they make mm-hmm. their money, mm-hmm. but at least you know 
you know, I try to build a relationship so we could have a, a mutual understanding and flowing of conversation. Like, Absolutely. yo, yeah, like this is about to come out because it's probably going to come out anyway mm-hmm. in some cir- circumstances right. or somebody's going to report it. So I just respect that, you know, you come to me. So at least I know what's going on. Or I could tell you, like, nah, that's not true. So, yeah, exactly. So a representative says. Yeah, when they be like, a close source to the artist stated that, and it says. They be like, a close source, and then it's the manager. Like, Don't put my name in it, just say it. But then I could just give them the real, though. You know what I'm saying? So it's important for me. You know, to have those relationships. And that helps in times of crisis management. Get back to your original question mm-hmm. is because a lot of it, based off of our society today, a lot of it breaks through these blogs. So nurturing those relationships and having those relationships helps, you know. And then if my artists, if we get to a point where they have to come up and come out and say something, mm-hmm. if it gets that ugly, you know, we have a relation, we have trusted relationships where I might be having trusted source or, or platform where my artists could speak their truth. Mm. So, you know, crisis management definitely super important. Right. You know, and and um, and it comes with you know real strategy and and having relationships with a lot of different people. Absolutely, you 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 a good one because I don't feel like you know what. Just go. <laughs> Have you ever had a client where you like you know what? Once, twice, cool, but I'm I'm not I'm not gonna do this with you. Like I'm out of here. Have you ever been like I'm out of here? Yeah. <laughs> lot. I ain't gonna say nah. I would say we ain't gonna say no names, yeah. but like, but we kinda know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna say it off camera. <laughs> crazy. Uh, do it have to yes. be multiple times or you just got one time and I'm not playing? Um It depends. Yeah. It really depends, it's, doesn't it's, it? It's on the relationship that you have is you know, it's it's cause I have I try to have, you know, I have personal boundaries mm-hmm. that, you know, and beliefs that I believe in, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, as a, at the end of the day, I got to look at myself in the mirror, mm-hmm. you know, and certain things um, I could ride with you with. Right. You know, I'm very understanding, you know, so I'm, I'm very non-judgmental. So it takes a whole, whole lot. But at a certain point, you know, if it gets to a certain point where it's like, you know, We've had this conversation. I feel this way. We feel this way. We might not. It's not mixing. We might have to, you know, no love lost, but we may have to separate ourselves right, based right. on, yeah. you know, my personal beliefs and thoughts mm-hmm. and situations, you know, because that's important. You know, I, I lead with integrity, honesty. Right, you know, right. And as a team, I think my whole company, we, we, we lead that way. So, you know, we ain't the sugar coders and, you know, we gonna have real conversations. Like we're very understanding, though. So we not the type that's gonna run as soon as you get in trouble. Yeah. You know, and and run away from you. Lord knows, you know, mm-hmm. we nobody's perfect, especially right. based off of you know where, where how how I come up. You know, go to jail or something like that. We not. That's not like a. That's not. That's not. Yeah. We got bail money. Yeah, we got. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know. well, we, we got. We got. We got a, like, yeah. 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 And it's the culture sometimes behind. I mean, it, so. it's it's an understanding yeah. of the people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And understanding like exposure to what we know is growing pains. We all growing. Nobody's perfect. Right. You know. So it takes a lot. That's what I'm saying. We hardly walked away. Like literally, we. It it takes a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know. I think respect. Respect is a big thing for us and uh, appreciation. I think it's those two things. I right. think if those, we could literally look and work with 
any type of situation because we try to help people at the end of the day. You know, we try to help our clients. You know, but respect is something that we don't bend on, and appreciation is just a, a the, the little thing about just being appreciated for the work that we put it in. It's probably the two things like you know mm -hmm. we keep crossing those those things keep being put in jeopardy. I think that's when we decide to. Yeah, let me ask you a question, right? Because as a manager, you said you know if if it comes to something where it just gets to be too crazy. There's a mutual understanding. As a manager, though, have you ever had a moment with an artist that you felt like, okay, I'm taking your career as far as I can, and therefore I'm I gotta I gotta remove myself from this. Like, okay, I've got you all the brands I can get. I've done all of this, but I can't go no further. Nah. Okay. Sky's always the limit. I'm always trying to bullshit. Nah. I'm like, mm, he give me, he gonna keep going. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> they like, Taz, let's figure out how to go to the moon. I'm like, bet. Let me go try to figure out how to go to the moon. Like, right, right, yeah, right. Never. Yeah, never. There's no like, no ceilings. Literally. No ceilings. <laughs> no ceilings. No ceilings. Shout out to Wayne. Shout out Wayne. <laughs> right. So, literally, I used literally. to tell him that all the time because he used to amaze me so much, and we, that mixtape series came about. You know, just our conversation and my mm -hmm. belief in him, my belief, understanding that he could soar way beyond everything and accomplish everything that he wants to accomplish and more. Mm. You know, th me telling him no ceilings, that's how that mixtape kind of title kind of arrived. But mm -hmm. And a, it's one of the I'm greatest mm -hmm. yeah. mixtapes of all time. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, in that, you know okay. what I'm saying? You know, and, you know, if you could, if an artist could dream it, you can and make I believe it happen. In them, I'm gonna try to make it happen. There you I'm go. Do everything All right. I can to try to. Make um, it happen. Hopefully, Cortez, we gotta get our budget up, right? We need a manager. Cause I, look, right? Have <laughs> see, you you now, manage see, artists, but have you I'm managed media personalities? See, 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 this is this is a thing. <laughs> see what you know, happened. We gotta was. take his yeah, class. Yeah, we gotta take his class. We gotta yeah. No, listen. <laughs> And I be trying to run away from management. It's keep coming back. It's your purpose. Stop it. it. it is, look, but look. I, but I feel like God's taking me to do all these other things. Yeah. But I think that I'm building. We got. I got some dope. You know. We got Culture Lab in Atlanta here. Okay. It's like an incubated space. Wait. Huh? Wait. Culture Lab. What? Huh? Wait. Who? who what Culture, Culture Lab? Lab? Culture Lab downtown. My building. Wait. Oh that? no, not. Oh, I'm we like, used to it's... record at a place called the Culture Lab. That's why we were like, <laughs> "Well, y'all might have they had a podcast in there." Yeah, yeah. You talking about off of University? University? No, no, you're talking about downtown, downtown. downtown okay, downtown. yeah, no, stadium. see, okay, we yeah, okay, no, 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 no. Culture Lab all day. Oh, uh, 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 wait, uh, cut that out. Maybe it's okay. Ask your next question, friend. All right, so. Nah, but there's a space where we record a lot of podcasts there. Uh, uh, Rory Ma recorded, Mama D was there last week recording. Mm -hmm. So we've had a lot of people, but this is a space that I, I did a partnership with Rockstar Energy Drink. Shout out my homie Chauncey Hamlet, who was a CMO. Mm -hmm. at Pepsi uh, South Division at the time who did the deal with me. But I built that space so, um, especially the, the kids around the AUC, but, you mm -hmm. know, we got a mm -hmm. podcast room, we got a stage in there, okay. gaming room, we got a, a small recording studio. So it's just a, a, a incubating space for creatives and people, executives to have one place. So I want people to meet each other mm -hmm. right. because I have relationships that I started out with mm -hmm. when I was starting this game. 
You mm. know, I'm still seeing people roots fast. We literally started 19 years ago, and we've go certain places. And in this business, relationship capital is the most valuable thing that you could have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard it. So you start being around people, especially when y'all at the same level on y'all grind. You never know who's gonna pop off and how you can help each other out. So that's what Culture Lab is. And I don't know why I was about to say what I was saying about Culture Lab, but. Damn, what was I saying about culture? <laughs> um, that is downtown. No, I had a thought well, about we it. Well, because we were saying, have you ever managed media personalities oh, before? Oh, uh, what's I was about to say, I was like, so I got some young, some young executives mm-hmm. that are mentees that, you know, it may not be me personally, but my job, so I'm building these, around mm-hmm. these youthful young managers, giving them the game, nurturing them so that, you know, it might be partnerships that expand, but, you know, I could kind of, while I do my work with Assemble and teaching and all of, all, right. my, all these Th- things. They're I here do, on ground. I could have, do. you know, partnerships. So Perfect. I'm not, I'm not going to be ever against it, like I said, because, you know, it's been blessing to me. And my job is to create these younger managers and have partnership with these younger managers mm. to where so I could, you know, I could coach the plays. There you go. And have them, you exactly. know, do the same thing. Right. All right. Well, baby. Hold on, last question. Oh, okay. Last question. Okay. Okay. Because this is important as a manager. <laughs> do you have to believe in an artist's music to manage them? Or can you just manage them solely based off of just being a manager? No, the music is only... A uh, small portion of a star's career. Okay, I could, I, I, could I, I see that. I could go get a great producer, a great songwriter, and create a great song. Mm-hmm. Right? It's only a fraction of what it takes to be a superstar in this business. Mm-hmm. So I could create a song. Right? That's not. That's not. That's not that hard. You have to have the other intangibles on the outside. So that it about factor. The it factor. The, the mm-hmm. thing that's going to separate you, you from, from everybody else. That's more important than the music, you know. That's more important. Than music. This is why some artists may not be as you look. You can look at some artists right. that's mm-hmm. not as talented mm-hmm. as other artists, but they have something that separates them and catapults them. Like all rappers, you know, there's rappers and MCs. It's not you probably could name different people that might be more talented, mm-hmm. but they don't have the other stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. The hits, creating a hit song. You know, and me and my partners, I think we're A and R's that we 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 pride ourselves on, you know, being real music guys and mm-hmm. understanding the DNA of creating hit songs. So we could do that. Yeah. That's the easy part. It's just finding everybody or everything on that the outside. Yeah. Right. Well find me a producer and a song like <laughs> Right, because if I can listen, I got a couple bars. Uh oh, y'all are funny. You sure y'all ain't doing comedy? Y'all are listen, we might we might <laughs> Listen, when they say seven streams yeah. of income to become wealthy, we got to yeah. get it all. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to get my yes. second one. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Right. All right, y'all. Give it up for Cortez Bryant. Woo! Now, 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 now,
Yes. This is our last segment in the last question. So you I should... thought we just had a last question. No, 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 no. no, no. This, this, our, this is our last oh, segment. This, this is our last, last segment, segment, which will make it I'm the joking. next segment, mm-hmm. but the last question of the segment. All right. <laughs> so we have a segment called Baggage Claim. Now, in this segment, we normally have you know listeners call and ask us questions or pretty much whatever they want to air out. But we couldn't let today go by, and we have to ask you in the baggage claim. Okay. Give us one memorable moment coming up in this industry where you like, yo, I did not. I never forget this. I never forget this. Or even if you really can't say it, just like, yo. Damn. I, in the industry? Yes. It could I be never now. Forget. It could be. <laughs> what? I, n- I never forget. Okay. Ooh, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah! Yes, say it. And speak it into the mic. Or, 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 say it. I just say this. Fuck it. All right. So, listen, Jay Z is like a a mentor of mine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, before I even knew him, you know, he inspired me through his music because of where he come from and everything he aspired with everything he's inspired to become and and and, and is mm-hmm. right now currently. So one of the first time I met him might not be the so I <laughs> I shouldn't say this. Say it. Go ahead. So because it's this a is funny a, thing because this first impression, like this is a guy that, you know, I'm like, yo, I look at this yeah. music I've been on since college. Like like he's like the narrative of 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 hustle that I look up to. So the first time I met him, when I shook his hand, I kind of pulled away. This man's hand was soft like, like, <laughs> like, 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 like a, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like a pillow. Like, yeah. that. like I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, speaking about the street. You I'm think he had rough, non masculine yeah. This man's hands was goddamn manicured. <laughs> I was like, he but rich. Then, but look, I, t- I was like, he's wealthy. He was, well, he was rich. He's definitely look. rich. I'm like, Maybe I should go get my man. Z Z Z off. I need. My, yep. I don't that's know if anybody, but nah, that was my first. But that was my first impression. Just understanding. <laughs> <laughs> I shook his hand. I'm like, oh, it felt like my my hand melted in his. Yep. Uh, now, like, did you do that on? in his face? And he looked at you like, what? I don't know if he it, it, it saw it. I know I kind of like. I know he saw it, uh, a reaction. <laughs> like, whoa, his hand ain't real. Shot. His hand ain't real. I thought, yeah, I thought it was calluses, got it out the mud, and everything else. <laughs> right. Been working he on was, the he was expecting them brick hands, the moving brick hands. Yes, yes. Yeah, but I will never forget that because that was one of the first times I, uh, I met Jay. You know what I'm saying? That was like a first, you know, that first, one of the first mm-hmm. impressions. So, yeah. So. That's dope. Right. Jay has soft hands. Yes. And I started getting manicures after that. <laughs> look, well, your hands do look a little soft, too. No, they, they need a lot. No, no, no. 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 No, no, so, I mean, we normally make people tell them where they can follow, but, I mean, it's Cortez Bryant. Nobody don't know. Follow, follow you where? Y'all didn't nobody don't know. Follow, tell me to follow you. Why y'all even doing that right now? Follow y'all him at Tessington. <laughs> at Tessington is my Instagram. <laughs> yes, and we're, uh, yeah, tell them where they could. Follow assemble.fyi, because, listen, if y'all have any questions, mm-hmm. if y'all want to have one-on-one, listen, 
experts, not only with me, but anybody. That's what I'm, I'm really preaching at, man. Exposure, exposure, exposure. If your audience is black, Y'all got black people y'all talk to? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what type of question was that? Now, hey, stop. Hey, 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 no, we're, tapping we're tapping into others. Yes. But specifically. Specifically, yes. We have Assemble.fyi. If you want to know something, need to know something, go tap in. See if you got somebody you can learn from on there. Day. Day. Yeah. And you already know it is your girl Chanel Simone. Follow me on all social media platforms at I am Chanel Simone. And it's your girl April B, your favorite media maven. You can find me at it's April B underscore underscore. And also don't forget to follow the podcast at FHGH Podcast. And check out our episodes every Wednesday at 8 p.m. on all streaming platforms. And we'll see you guys next time. Media yeah. Maven. Yeah. Media Maven.